Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Najee E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled The Will of God, and this is the promotional material. How often do we pray, Lord, thy will be done? What is the will of God? The short answer is it can be found in the Bible. We don't have to search for God's sovereign will as if it's unattainable. We just need to discover his will within scripture and apply them to our lives. God has revealed his will, precept upon precept, to let us know what is right and true and pleasing to him. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, and this is the New International Version, it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may thoroughly be, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. As followers of Christ, we should desire and pray for God's sovereign will to be complete in our lives. God in his infinite wisdom, mercy and grace has absolute control and care over our souls. Well, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'll start off saying that. I teach a women's Bible study on Saturday mornings for my home congregation. We meet every other Saturday, and we're still on Zoom. We haven't resumed to um, in-person classes yet, but hopefully we'll be getting there soon. But it's been a wonderful study named What Happens When Women Say Yes to God by Lisa Turkhurst. This past Saturday was all about the will of God. I've heard people say, in various conversations, what is God's will? And they've asked the question, how do I know when I'm in God's will or not? And then this other question, when I'm not in his will, what are the consequences for me? Those are all valid questions. And hopefully today, prayerfully today, I will give you or provide you with an answer. This is what I would like for you to consider for today. Picture an umbrella with a handle, and it's up. And at the top of the umbrella, overarching, it says God's reveal and or sovereign will. And then if you drop down by the the handle of the umbrella and to the left, it says God's permissive will. And then to the right of the handle, it says God's mysterious and or hidden will. So let's talk about God's revealed and or sovereign will. What God declares, nothing can change. God's revealed will is also known as his precept. 
receptive will because it contains his commandments or precepts. And precepts are instruction and just expressed, uh, you know, uh, scripture to us. And so God's preceptive will tells us what is pleasing to him, and it reflects his eternal holy character. If we want to please God, his revealed will must be our guide. Hence, the Bible has to be the final authority in our lives, not other books, but the Bible. So God is sovereign. He is ruler over all things. We don't have to discover God's sovereign and or revealed will. We already know it in Scripture. God has laid out everything we need to know regarding salvation and life in general. We can know what his will is regarding our finances, rearing our children, being single, being a husband or a wife, how children should be, how marriage is supposed to be, how we should show up to work for our employer, how we treat others like our neighbors, strangers, and our brothers and sisters in the household of faith, and then how to submit to leaders. That's just to name a few. I could go on and on and on. Every aspect of life is addressed in the Bible. If God wants us to please him, why would he not give us full instruction? Here's a caveat. We must apply God's word to our lives that contains his revealed will. Application is required. We'll need the help of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, and discernment along the way. And he has provided that to us. The Holy Spirit indwells us. If we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask for it. And as for discernment, the Spirit is discerning. We have every opportunity to learn what is right and true and what is pleasing to God from Scripture. And as followers of Christ, we should live according to and strive for his revealed will. Think of this now. We've got the overarching God's revealed and or sovereign will over the umbrella, and it's an umbrella that's up. And then the handle to the left, we've got God's permissive will. So let's talk a little bit about God's permissive will. God's permissive will are those areas where God states his will. He's very implicit, explicit in his will, but he permits man to operate contrary to his will. So God's permissive will is everything in all areas of life that he has stated that he wants us to do and how. Permits man to operate contrary to that will. And yet even while we stumble into sin, and I use the word stumble because we are not to be habitual sinners, we're not to be practicing sin, but even when we stumble into sin, God displays his grace and his glory. Through Christ Jesus and grace, God has made a way for mankind to be reconciled back to him. He doesn't will us to sin, but even in our sin, if we make that choice or when we make that choice, his sovereign and or revealed will is still executed. So God uses our sin to accomplish his perceptive will. So we will be met with many choices to make in life. Which ones will we choose? Will the choice be to please God or to please ourselves? I often ask myself this question regularly. What I'm involved in or doing, is it profitable in my relationship with Christ? It may not fall within a sin category, but is it profitable in my overall relationship and walk with Christ? Does it allow me to get closer and closer to him, or does it pull me away? And the pulling away may only be momentarily, but that's an opening for all sorts of 
stuff to enter into my thinking, my temple, my speech, my attitude, and ultimately my witness. Paul says it well in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, and it says, all things are permissible, but not everything is profitable. Okay, let's talk about God's mysterious and or hidden will. Now, we're on the opposite side of the, uh, the handle of the umbrella. God's uh, permissive will, and then on the, to the right of the handles, God's mysterious will. So God has not told us everything that he knows. But about that day and hour, no one knows. This is Jesus talking about his second coming. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. That's in Matthew 24, 36. There are secrets that belong to God alone. On the other hand, the Lord has revealed other things that are for us and our children forever. God is always working in all things toward his promised future and how that affects our lives. We can, we, we can stand on that as, as, as an absolute. And we don't know the future and we can't see the whole picture. God has not told us everything. There are secrets that only God knows. Just think if God did tell us everything that we needed to know about life from beginning to end. Would faith be required? No. Faith requires not knowing everything. His preceptive, and and again, that's him giving us instruction, his preceptive will is for us to walk by faith and not by sight. And what is faith? According to the Bible, in Hebrews 11, chapter 1, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. God's sovereign and or revealed his permissive and his mysterious will, he cares over our souls. And the scripture that speaks to that so well is found in Jeremiah chapter 29, verses, verse 11. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. The word of God is, is where his sovereign will is made known to us. And I want to go back over 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, and this is the New International Version, and it says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Verse 17 says, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And then in Psalm 119, 105, New International Version, it says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. If we feel like we're groping around in the dark, the word is our source of light. For the will of God, it's there. All we have to do is pick up the Bible, read it, meditate on it, rehearse it, memorize it, pray over it. And then in Deuteronomy 29, 29, the King James Version, it says, The secret things belong unto the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Should we desire to do the will of God? We should. Yes, we should. We have no reason to not if we're reading his word. In Matthew 7, 21, the New International Version, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. If we're unclear about his will, again, we have access to the Bible. We must read it. In Psalm 143.10, this is New, New American Standard Bible says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. 
Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Now, our feet are on level ground. We can ask God to order our steps so we can make choices that please him. And then in Psalm 119, 133, the King James Version says, Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. And then Psalm 17 and 5, the New King James Version says, Uphold my steps in your path, that my footsteps may not slip. So we've got level ground. We can ask him to order our steps. And as he's ordering our steps, we're going to ask him and pray that he uphold our steps and not let us slip and not let us fall. So in God's sovereign and or revealed, permissive, and his mysterious will, he cares over our souls. When we mark that down and realize that God is for us and not against us, then we can better understand when there is pain and suffering and sorrow in our life. Don't go quite as we planned them. We didn't get the house we wanted, maybe, or we didn't get hired for the job we applied for. Or maybe God's answer to our prayer was to wait, no matter what. This is what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, the New American Standard Bible, this is what it says. In everything, no matter what, rejoice always. Verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. And then verse 18 in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, in everything, give thanks that this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So with that, God carries out his plans and purposes in and through our lives because his sovereign, permissive, and mysterious will is being executed no matter what. No matter if we are in that permissive will state where we actually act adversely, uh, contrary to his word, uh, his sovereign will, or the hidden will, it is being executed. His will is being executed. So this is the question for the hour. Will you say yes to God as he orders your steps to do his revealed will? And with that, may God keep you and bless, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We will talk again soon. God bless you.